0: Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from PhysioRoom, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're gonna explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management, to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's going on, guys? Dr. Andrew Fix back here for another episode on The Code. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got an awesome interview lined up for you guys. So, uh, And Hallie, it's great to officially meet you uh, in in person here, visually. We spoke on the phone. But guys, we're talking with Hallie Brooke today. She's the founder and CEO of a network called Live Nourished. And uh, she's a certified functional medicine nutrition counselor. She's nationally board certified health and wellness coach. Fox 21 fitness and nutrition expert, and you would be hard-pressed to find somebody who is a stronger advocate for health, and wellness, and functional nutrition. So, Hallie, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: It's great to be here, Andrew. Thank you for having me, and it is wonderful to connect face-to-face.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys, so um, if if you've heard other episodes on The Code, you know we've had a couple people on here in the past who um, are involved in functional medicine, whether that's, you know, people here locally or in Hallie's case, she's local, but like an hour away, we uh, got connected with her through one of our team members, Nate Henry, who has also been on this show down in the Colorado Springs area. And um, he's been super impressed by you and you know your knowledge, your information, the network of people um, and professionals that you have sort of at your disposal. So what I would love for you to do is um, maybe give us a little bit deeper of an introduction of yourself, Hallie, and then tell us a little bit about what Live Nourished is and where the heck did it come from? Hmm.
1: yeah. Thank you so much. It is really truly an honor to be connected to you guys. And Dr. Nate down here in the springs is amazing. So a little bit about me. I got into this industry. I came out of college thinking I was going to do pre-med and then did a stint, oh, was supposed to be a two year stint in Teach for America, taught math in the inner city, which turned into nine years. Mm. Um decided not to go to med school, decided to stay in teaching, taught math for nine years. And in that process, got super sick, chronic stress and um. You know, working 100 hours a week and having just a really hard job and also a really hard home life equals not being a very healthy human. And so I ended up with a whole bunch of symptoms that no one can figure out. My arms went numb when I ate. I had dark circles under my eyes. I had eczema and psoriasis. I got shingles at age 24. Like who gets shingles at 24? No one. Um, And so I was tested for everything like meningitis and um, no one could figure out what I, what was going on. And so finally a doctor just said, well, you've got IBS. So sounds like eating and chicken and chicken and lettuce works for you. So, you know, like eat chicken and lettuce for the rest of your life and you'll be okay. And I, I went that cannot be the answer there has yeah. got to be something else so um i sort of stumbled into functional medicine looking for solutions for myself and in that process um exited teaching got a personal training certificate just to do something else that was you know lower stress and I uh, started talking to my clients about all the things that I was learning, nutrition and functional medicine and and gut health and what was going on. And in this process, I'm now completely healed. So I can eat everything I want. I don't have any weird symptoms. Turns out nutrition and reducing your stress is the solution for a lot Amazing. of things. Yeah. Um, and it was my clients who eventually went, oh, my gosh, Hallie, you need to go back to school. So pandemic happened, gyms shut down, and I went back to school and then kind of slowly pivoted what was a personal training practice into a functional medicine, health coaching, and nutrition practice that has now exploded. And so I have multiple coaches working for me, and we we really specialize in gut health and adrenal health and helping people who haven't found answers and are really confused with what's going on in their health mm-hmm. find answers through nutrition and lifestyle and functional medicine.
0: Yeah, amazing. It's so interesting. interesting to hear you say that, like, you know, the pandemic happened and I pivoted because you hear that story so often, right? You know, sometimes people like I'm hearing it now where people are starting to go back to the office and their life is changing again, but pretty much everyone that made some sort of massive pivot from what I can tell, that's almost all been for the better. So mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing of like, you know, the good things that did come out of that challenging time. But, um, Hallie, where are you from originally?
1: I'm from Boulder, Colorado, originally. From Boulder. So, and, okay. Yeah.
0: Now, how did you wind up down in the Springs area?
1: <laughs> yep. So Boulder, Colorado, I went to college in Gambier, Ohio, absolute mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, but number one D3 swim team in the country. All right. Um, yeah. Transferred to Puget Sound in my junior year because my mom got cancer and I needed to be a $90 flight from home instead of a $350 flight from home. Yeah. Um, so I have two alma maters. Like I'm not the kid who transferred because I hated my school. I loved both schools. Came back, thought I was going to do... Medical school. So I was kind of living in my parents' basement for a a year, figuring stuff out. Ended up applying to Teach for America and applied to be absolutely anywhere other than Colorado. And I was one of 327 people who got placed in Colorado and one of two people who didn't preference Colorado and got placed here. So I got placed in Colorado Springs through Teach for America. And I've been here ever since. And I, it's the city has changed so much, but I'm grateful and I call it home. And here I am. Awesome. That was awesome. that was 2010 that I, okay. I moved
0: here. Yeah. All right. Well, I think a lot of the people listening to this show know that I'm definitely not a native of uh of Colorado. I'm one of the many people that have moved here. So um well, you've got that up on me. Well, I would love to start to dive into some questions about, you know, I mean, you already started to allude to the fact that you have numerous health coaches that work with you. And it sounds like the number of clients, lives that you've been able to impact has just continued to grow though this started sort of down the personal training route. So, so from a personal training perspective, you know, I, I sort of meet two people on two ends of the spectrum or both ends of the spectrum. The personal trainer who wants to only be involved in somebody's exercise routine, right? Mm-hmm. And they want nothing to do with talking about food or sleep or, you know, tracking someone's macros or anything to do with anything other than exercise. Mm -hmm. And then I meet somebody on the total other end of the spectrum who is trying to control all those aspects and maybe doesn't have a clue what they're doing. And they're just (laughs) giving recommendations without any real knowledge behind it. So, you know, what was your initial personal training experience like? And then how did that change into, you know, you starting to make these other recommendations and suggestions to people that impact their life much more than exercise?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably smack in the middle of that spectrum. One of the things that I thought was incredibly frustrating about personal training is that a personal training certificate does not cover nutrition. Like we we aren't allowed to talk about it, and I thought that was so stupid because if someone's trying to lose weight, which a lot of people who go to personal trainers that's their goal, you know, I'm we're doing squats and they're going home and eating burgers and milkshakes. Like there's literally nothing I can do. We are not going to hit that goal unless we talk about apples and almond butter. And so part of it was super frustrating because. Um, I'm, I'm sort of also simultaneously a rule follower and a rule breaker. Like when the rule makes sense to me, I follow it. And I, the, the rule about personal trainers, not being allowed to talk about nutrition made sense to me because it's a scope of practice issue, right? Like if you are not qualified to talk about nutrition, you should not be talking about nutrition because you can actually really harm someone. And so I understood that. And at the same time, I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) My clients aren't meeting their goals because 80% of the puzzle we can't talk about. So basically what I did is I just told my clients what I was learning, right? Personal trainers, at least the good ones were great conversationalists. And so they're doing squats and I'm telling them what I'm learning and I'm telling them what I'm doing and I'm telling them all of these things. And they're going, Oh, I didn't know that about prebiotic fiber. I might go try that for myself. Great. Awesome. Um, and so it was through those conversations that one, I realized, okay, I need a higher degree because personal training is 20% of, of the puzzle movement is 20% of the puzzle. What you put in your body, what you eat is 80% of the puzzle. And I can't talk about 80% of the puzzle. So I need to go figure out how to get certified to talk about 80% of the puzzle. So that was Mm -hmm. partly what pushed me there. And then the other part was like, I think my clients just saw in me how passionate I was. And I am a total nerd. I will listen to podcasts and read books and live in NCBI and read studies all day long. And so it was my clients who really saw, oh man, Hallie, not only are you good at this, you're talented at it, but you're also passionate about it. And Mm -hmm. so yes, you need to take that next step. And so I did. And I'm really grateful that I did because now I get to talk about nutrition and functional medicine and stress and sleep. And I actually do have the certification and the knowledge to talk about that. Well, and I'm grateful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, I think you're totally right that whether it's a personal trainer or a physical therapist or functional medicine provider, it seems like one thing that most of the really good ones of those types of professions have in common and many other professions is we're like just voracious learners and we want to keep learning, keep learning, keep learning. And then we're really passionate about what we're doing and the clients that we're working with, they can see that and they can feel that. I think the clients that I work with know that I have a lot of answers to stuff, but I don't know all the answers, right? And if I don't know something and they ask me a question, I'm sure going to try to find out or point them in the direction of someone that I know has a better answer than I do. Um, And then because they know that that's true, then when we give them recommendations, they want to follow them because they know we wouldn't try to steer them wrong, right? We're we're trying to do what we think is best based on everything that we know. So even though we know so much it's 2023, we've learned a lot of information about health and fitness and nutrition and the athletes that we have these days are so much more well positioned than the athletes, you know, years ago of how we should take care of ourselves, but we still continue to see the challenge in like the everyday average person, right? Yes. Our world keeps getting more and more technologically advanced. We keep getting less and less active, more and more sedentary. We're sitting on a podcast right now, you know, sitting in chairs, talking on a screen. Yeah. But why do you think it is that with all the information that is out there, people continue to struggle so, so much with eating well, finding a fitness program that works for them, and just, you know, taking care of ourselves. Like you mentioned, the stress and everything earlier, the story you had. Why is it so hard?
1: Yeah, because knowledge doesn't equal behavior change. Um knowledge doesn't equal behavior change. And so for me, again, voracious learner, right. I went back into school and got a degree in nutrition. And then I had essentially this realization that, oh my gosh, my knowledge is absolutely useless unless I can get someone to make a change in what they eat on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, and so that's, that's where that health coaching piece comes in because health coaching is the science and, and psychology of behavior change. And so someone, you know, we all know, that we need to be more active. Well, me knowing that I need to be more active doesn't equal me being more active, right? In order to be more active, I have to make conscious choices about redesigning my life in ways that allow me to be more active. Yeah. And, you know, humans are the, the best example of Newton's law of inertia. Objects in motion stay in motion, objects at rest stay at rest. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, most people are are physiologically, sociologically, emotionally at rest. We are really comfortable with our current norm. And so in order to change anything, whether it's losing weight or healing your gut or like fixing your adrenals, you have to change something about your life. And there is massive resistance Mm -hmm. in that change process. And knowledge is helpful, you know, understanding the physiological response that fake sugar has in your body versus broccoli. That's important, but then actually having someone make the decision to stop drinking diet Coke, that's a whole different conversation. And so, yeah. you know, changing our inertia and, and creating different habits and then making those habits long-term and sustainable so that they become lifestyle. That's where the magic is. And that's where people get stuck. And we have social media and I can just scroll for two hours and then You know, now I don't have time to go for a walk because it's dark outside. It's not that I didn't have time to go for a walk. It's that I chose my inertia was to sit on the couch and scroll. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's that science of behavior change that is so transformational and so important.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting to hear you say that because, you know, I think you're totally right. And I think everyone knows a lot of stuff that is not good for us to do. Smoking cigarettes, eating McDonald's or like you name it, Right. But there's still plenty of people that do both of those things every single day, even though they've heard for years how detrimental that is to our health, Yeah, because change is very difficult. And it's just this much more comfortable to not make the change than it is to implement the actual behaviors that make change or the habits or whatever. And one of the things that I've talked about on this show on a couple of different episodes is, um, and I'm sure you, you go through this challenge with clients or helping them to understand this is... Sometimes that requires you significantly changing your environment, Mm -hmm. including the people that you spend a lot of time around.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. I love that you talk about that. Mm -hmm. 100%. We have, so for, for live nourished, we have five nourished categories that in order to live a nourished life, in order to be healthy, we need to have nourished nutrition, nourished movement, nourished mind and spirit, nourished relationships. Um, and that nourished relationships is one that people don't think about. And then the fifth one is nourished environment. If your house is a mess and you have dishes in your kitchen sink, of course you're not going to want to cook. Like what you surround yourself with is super important. And that nourished relationships part, you know, gosh, I mean, I feel like this example is is a fairly common client that we have. But we have a woman who is one of our clients right now who, you know, husband is is fine. He's not abusive or mean, but he's not supportive of her yes. making lifestyle changes she has friends who what they do is they get together and they drink wine mm-hmm. and that's that's what they do and so what right now she's super sick and she's trying to heal her gut and So one of the things that we're working with her on is, you know, like you don't necessarily need a different group of friends, but you either need to communicate differently with your group of friends, or you need to choose to do different things with those group of friends, or we do need some other influences in your life. Um, And so we're literally working with her on adjusting her support network because with a husband who's not supportive of lifestyle change and friends who aren't supportive of lifestyle change we're kind of toast because we're humans and we're not meant to do this alone so that's partly why she has a health coach because now she has someone in her corner talking mm-hmm. with her on a daily basis holding her hand walking through this process um but yeah our environment and our relationships are as important as our food and our movement
0: yeah totally so I just want to recap those things so you said the five categories you're talking about is nutrition movement mind and spirit relationships and environment
1: yep exactly
0: awesome yeah those are I mean in those mesh very well with this podcast and all of what we're talking about of cracking the code to health and human performance but it's it's so true I think you know my wife and I were recently talking about this of you know she's currently what are we at 16 weeks pregnant she's we've got a baby on the way so we're not going thank you so much we're not going out you know to the bar drinking or whatever and that's not really what we like to do anymore anyways our priorities have shifted our lifestyles have shifted that's part of the reason we're out here in Colorado. And, you know, sometimes when we go back home to the Midwest, where we're from, and we're hanging out with people that we used to hang out with all the time, it's like, what are we going to go do? Well, eat and drink. It's like, okay, well, can we go do something <laughs> else? Can we go do something active? Yes. Can we, you know, hang out and go for a walk or uh, play some tennis or just something, right? That's Anything. that's not sitting around eating and drinking. Um, I was actually just having a conversation with my parents because it's, it's the same thing, same conversation. And I'm starting to put into my my habits, and my lifestyle, a lot of these things like regular sauna use, regular cold exposure, blah, blah, blah. And I'm having these conversations. And um, we got on the topic somehow between my dad and I of uh, drinking beer. And I was telling him how I have a couple different varieties of non-alcoholic beers in the fridge here, like, and not the, I don't know, not the ones that are like, the major brands, the Budweiser, the whatever, because those yeah. just don't taste good. They're not enjoyable to drink, but there's other brands that he's not even remotely aware of that are you know coming out and I'm trying to get him to drink less alcohol. So, mm. um, because he's retired and now he moves less and he's eating the same and he's slowly gaining some weight. So, um, it's just amazing how impactful our environment is on us, whether it's our physical environment of the space you're in. Or the people that you're around, yep. and it makes a tremendous difference because you know if they're not 100% supporting or behind it, it makes you doubt some of the decisions that you're making and some of the changes you're trying to make to better yourself. And then you have this little doubt in the back of your mind when you're already trying to do something really challenging in the first place.
1: Yeah. Yep. In order to make lifestyle change, we need to remove as many barriers as we possibly mm-hmm. can because we're we're probably our own biggest barrier. So when we have external barriers it gets really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. We, um, you know, cause we dove off onto some other questions. Um, functional nutrition, functional medicine. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation today with a client cause I was telling them, Hey, I'm recording this podcast later on functional medicine. And, um, she was like, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that. What exactly is functional medicine? Mm-hmm. And my initial kind of like getting up on a soapbox response to her was, well what it really should just be called is medicine but we've gotten ourselves wrapped Amen. up into a we've gotten ourselves wrapped up into a big problem where we don't actually treat problems we treat symptoms so <laughs> you know when when you talk to somebody what exactly is functional medicine where did it come from and where do you anticipate it going
1: i love that i'm stealing yeah. that well what it really should be called is medicine <laughs> I'm literally stealing that putting that in my back pocket. So what I say when people ask what re- functional medicine is is I say two things. One I say it's root cause medicine. So mm-hmm. instead of going and playing whack-a-mole with a bunch of symptoms, we say, okay, all of these symptoms are coming from one or two places. If we go fix that one or two places, we're we're going to heal all the symptoms. So, mm-hmm. you know, instead of a cream for your eczema and like this for your migraines and this for that, we go heal your gut, we go balance your hormones and everything else goes away. Um the other way that I like to put it is it's like if you have a fire in the kitchen um, and you walk into the kitchen and you turn off the fire alarm, I love Western medicine. I love allopathic medicine. It is so important. I almost went that direction, but a lot of times that's what Western medicine does is it walks into a burning kitchen and it turns off the fire alarm and goes, okay, we're good. Mm -hmm. And then it walks out and the kitchen is still on fire. Um, So functional medicine comes back in and puts the fire out. And what we use for medicine is lifestyle. So medicine is nutrition. Medicine is reducing your stress. Stress is now rated as more toxic than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, which is crazy. We work on your sleep. We work on um, your relationships. We work on the messages in your own mind that you're telling yourself. Um, That's a huge place. That's that, that mind and spirit. So what is the medicine? The medicine is, is your lifestyle is your fuel is your movement is everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of like, here's a pill that will turn off the fire alarm, but you know, the fire is still burning and we'll eventually burn the house down. Right. But this will make it feel better for a little bit. It'll stop. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, exactly. And I, I try to use the example. I mean, just like what you said, I try to use the example a lot of times as, um, or of high blood pressure, right? Yeah. Because if you walk into any traditional uh, physician office and someone measures your blood pressure and it's higher than quote unquote, it's supposed to be, which, which I feel like the number of normal just keeps raising. (laughs) um <laughs> yes. because we are I feel like we're moving the goalpost because the average keeps going up so we're just saying oh now this is normal and now this is normal even though 50 years ago it was a lower number. Yeah. But um we just prescribe something to lower the number,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Instead
0: of figuring out why it's like that in the first place and trying to address those things. Yeah. Uh, Cuz that takes more effort to do that. So um yes. you know, I think the systems gotten itself into a big mess where we're just reactive and we just treat things after they're there. And by treat them, I mean, we treat the symptoms of those problems, not the root cause. Like you said, that functional medicine is. So where's it going? Because I feel like more and more people like yourself, whether coming from the teaching and training route or myself from the physical therapy route, trying to break out of the traditional physical therapy practice that I used to be in um, or other functional medicine providers that we've had on this podcast, are leaving the traditional medical system to go some other way. Uh, where do you see this going, being so highly involved in it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I see it as the future of medicine. I think functional medicine is the future of medicine. And even more than that, I actually think health coaching is the future of medicine because back to the conversation we were having just a little earlier, you know, even, even the absolute best functional medicine provider on the planet can put together the perfect functional medicine plan, but the medicine is lifestyle. And if that person doesn't implement it, it doesn't matter how good that provider is if that's not put into place on a tuesday and so where i think where i think it's going is that functional medicine will be medicine 10 mm-hmm. 15 20 years down the road and yeah. the people who will be kind of the front runners of actually helping people heal are going to be health coaches and and not necessarily health coaches but a collaborative care team um yeah. a doctor who's putting together the plan and running the labs and doing the detective work and then a health coach who is taking that plan and helping mm-hmm. that client Walk it out, helping that client read ingredients in the grocery store and make a movement plan and stick to it and learn how to cook differently. Especially, you know, we have so many clients, like you said, who grew up in the Midwest where Mm -hmm. the options are casseroles. Like, that's what you eat in the Midwest. It's cheese, chicken, casseroles. Maybe there's like some broccoli in there. And that is a standard American diet. That's a sad diet. But if that's how you grew up, that's all you know how to cook. And so it's not your fault, but you do need someone to help you navigate that. So, where do I think it's going? I think functional medicine, will be medicine and i think health coaches and or collaborative care models will be how that is is implemented.
0: Yeah. Yeah, i think i think you're right because as you were saying that i was thinking about, you know, growing up as a as an athlete, a student athlete and we have coaches for all sorts of things, right? We have coaches for track and field, we have football coaches, basketball, volleyball, you name it. And then now thinking about it from like professional side we've got physical therapists, we have physicians, we have mental health providers, we have chiropractors, we have whatever. We have business coaches, we have you name it. Well, we need a coach for our our physical mental well-being too and our our health. So, it makes sense to me from that aspect. And then it also makes sense what you were saying of like you could have the provider that's putting together this great plan, right? You could have the head coach that is an offensive genius in football and he puts together this amazing game plan. But the players still have to execute it and they need offensive and de- defensive coordinators. They need position coaches to help them train and organize those plays so that when the game comes, they actually can pull it off the way that it was designed. What's up guys, Dr. Andrew Fix here from Physio Room. Thanks for joining me on The Code. This episode is brought to you by Rebel Green nutrition you can feel. Are you tired of taking or trying tons of different supplements and not knowing if they're making a difference? You keep taking them, hoping they're giving you some benefit, but you can't really tell because you can't feel anything. RevO Greens microgreen nutritional supplements are hands down the best green supplement I've ever tried. Not only can I feel a difference when I take them, but I know what I'm taking is high quality and only the few ingredients that I actually need. No fillers, high bioavailability, high effectiveness. Visit revogreen.co slash Dr. Andrew Fix. To get yours today. That's revo green.co slash Dr. Andrew Fix to get yours today. Be sure to let me know how you like them. Thanks so much. So, let's talk about that a little bit from a health coach standpoint. So, say a client, uh, you get in touch with someone who's a potential client and they decide to set up, you know, whether it's a discovery call or some sort of consultation with you. And then through your communication, they decide they want to move forward in working with you. How does that work? getting them lined up with a health coach and on like what sort of a frequency or what kind of a basis is that person touching base with the health coach so that they can go through this process of this lifestyle change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the way our business structures it is we run it on a membership-based model because mm-hmm. we want it to be affordable and approachable. So it's basically a Pilates membership versus what is currently the industry standard in functional medicine is like, here's your $14,000 six-month package. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty standard. Um, we think that's ridiculous. So we're we're like in the $100 range um, and we have three different tiers that are based on personality. So our go-getters, the people who know themselves, like tell me what to do and I will go do it. Those people check in with us um, twice, or those people check in with us once a month, and then they have touch points in between. So they have text message, email, recipes are getting sent to them, et cetera. Our kind of mid-tier, our people check in with us every other week, and then same thing, touch points in between. And then we have an unlimited membership for those people who know themselves and know, you know, I want to make change, but I need someone to walk me through this. I need someone to help me learn how to cook dinner on a Tuesday night and be there on Zoom with me. I need someone to. Go to the grocery store and help me read labels. And so what we do when we're doing a free functional medicine consult is first we figure out, you know, like what's going on in your body and and can we help you? Because that's number one. If we can't help Mm -hmm. you, I'm going to send you somewhere else to someone who can. And then step two is if we can help you, who are you and what's your personality? Are you a go-getter or do you need hand-holding? And neither of those are wrong at all. But we need to make sure that you get in in the right membership so that you get the support that you want. And we're not putting a go-getter in an unlimited membership or someone who needs an unlimited membership in a basic. So that's how we do it. Once a month, twice a month or unlimited.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And what I like about that is it is so similar to the pricing models that all of us are very familiar with in all the other places that we go, whether that's, you know, a gym or shoot Costco has a membership right grocery stores have yep. memberships amazon has memberships do you want to pay monthly or do you want to pay annually right yep. um so that that makes perfect sense do you do you find that you have more people that gravitate gravitate towards one of those tiers than others like is yeah. one like the biggest one by far
1: totally i would say probably 75% of our members are in that middle tier where yeah. they're touching base with their coach every other week mm-hmm. um that's that's probably where most people land I would say, gosh, after that, probably our unlimited membership is the next biggest one because more people need more help than need less help. And then we have a handful of people in our basic membership who are like, yes, I'm go, I'm a go-getter. I can do this. I just need help. But for the most part, the go-getters a lot of times already have it figured out, right? Yeah. Like the go-getters are the people who've taken the knowledge and made changes. So probably the bulk, yeah, the bulk is in the middle. And then we have we have a good number of people on the top.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You started to describe earlier, you know, kind of a potential client, like someone that you guys have clients that you work with. She's a woman who has a less than supportive husband, a group of f- friends that likes drinking wine together. Uh, but I'm curious, with the clients that you guys work with through Live Nourished, is there like a category or two of like the most common client that you guys see? Like, for yeah. example, I don't know if these are the answers, but like you see the busy, C-suite executive type, or you see the teacher or, or something like that? Like, is there a common client that you guys tend to work with and you notice you have a lot of this particular person?
1: Oh man. Yeah, for sure. We have a lot of women. I think partly because women tend to notice that things are off in their body before men, men are like, whatever. It's cool. And not to generalize men. There are some men who are very in touch, but most men are like, it's cool. Women are like, Oh no. Um, So we have a lot of women. We work primarily with women who are sort of between like uh 30 to 50, premenopausal and and just not feeling good. We have a lot of people who have, you know, IBS, gas and bloating, eczema and psoriasis, acne in their 30s, which you just shouldn't have. Um, that's a great indication that there's something wrong with your gut if you have acne and you're not a teenager. People who are dealing with chronic fatigue. So we have a lot, a lot of our clients are either like business owners or um kind of successful career women who also have kids and are trying to manage how to figure out how to balance that. And their cortisol is completely out of whack. And so getting that cortisol curve rebalanced so that they can function right. That's who we work with. Um, the, the women who are not old enough to be sick and tired, but are feeling sick and tired.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, that, um, there's so many people I think that fit into that category because Unfortunately, I think, you know, the way that our mm, lifestyle and in food system and everything is going is more and more people are falling into this scenario.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. And then we do have a handful of men too. You know, Mm -hmm. we work with men for sure, but our, our bulk of our clients are, are kind of not middle-aged, but like 30 to 50 women who shouldn't be sick and tired. They shouldn't be feeling old and they do.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, And I think, you know, I think at physio room too, um, not necessarily all of those symptoms that they're feeling, but just kind of that demographic of the 30 to 50 year old female. That's a big bulk of the clients we have too, because of, I think it's true what you said that ladies are more likely to notice that something's not feeling right. Or when they do notice that something's not feeling right. I find that women are more likely to seek out assistance for it or do something about it. Whereas men, a lot of times, and I've been guilty of this, are like, it'll go away. I'm going to DIY this, or I'm going to try these other 10 things first. And Mm -hmm. then once they don't work, then I'll come back to where I probably should have went the first time. Um, and then try to get some assistance, figuring it out, but we don't like asking for help. So I think that's a, you know, that's a problem in and of itself, but, um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, I think I wish, right. I wish that something like this was available many years ago, because I think so many people, where did they gain most of their information from of how they learned how to do things? If it wasn't from school, it was from like their parents and their family, right? Mm -hmm. Whether we're talking about how to manage their finances, how to cook, how to eat, um, what type of lifestyle things they do. And not everybody has a lot of education on how to take care of themselves and the information that's out there. Well, you could read 10 different things and believe that it's right.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And there's so much contradicting info Mm and Everybody has a blog and an Instagram right now. And so yeah. people have built a lot of authority. I mean, not everyone. There are some influencers out there who are amazing, but there are other influencers out there who have built a lot of authority through a yeah. blog or a podcast or something who have absolutely no business. Um, and who are not only, you know, providing uh not great information, but just straight inaccurate information yeah. that could actually harm people. So yeah, the the navigation of Like figuring out through Google or on your own or trying to DIY what on earth to do is harder than ever and and in some ways more dangerous than ever.
0: Mm -hmm. So you mentioned a lot of times the client that you're working with is that like busy, potential business owner, successful in their career, but they obviously have a family life and things too. And I think so many people probably hear you say that and they're like, wow, that's me. I have kids. I have no time. I'm trying to be the, whether they're working or they're owning a business to like, I'm trying to be very good at my career. I'm trying to be a great mom. I'm trying to take care of myself. And they just constantly feel like they're falling behind, right? They don't have the time to do the stuff. So how do you guys battle like those hurdles or that mindset of, I don't have the time or money that I think it's going to take in order to do something like this. I want to make mm-hmm. these changes, but I don't know how.
1: Yeah. Oh man. We get that every single day. I'm
0: sure you do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so the first thing that we do is we always meet people where we're at, right? Validation is the number one thing understanding like, yeah, you're right. You don't have time i'm I'm hearing your schedule and you don't have time and I'm hearing that finances are tight and then helping them like asking questions about what they want what they want their life to look like five years down the road, ten years down the road, 12 years down the road we're having you know we call it mm. paint heaven conversations like paint heaven for me what would it look like for you to be in a place where you are healthy, vibrant and happy what does that look like and then asking them the questions you know if you keep doing what you're doing right now, will you get there and usually the answer is, no. And so the number one block that, that we help people step over is the, if I keep doing what I'm doing, like maybe one day it will get better and helping them understand that if you keep doing what you're doing one day, it will look 10 times worse than where you're at right now. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's the first block. We, we are humans and we are flexible. Humans are amazingly flexible. And so the truth is like, there really are, there really is time. In your day even if you feel like there's absolutely no time there is and there really is our finances to to invest in something especially something like us like we're pretty cheap <laughs> compared to other yeah, people. yeah sure. but like there really is time and there really is finances and it's just a matter of making some changes one thing i ask um i actually had this conversation with a client earlier today who was trying to decide if she wanted to to jump in with us and she was talking about finance she's like i just i can't afford it and so i asked her this i said okay you know, you told me that you eat out six out of seven nights a week. Is that accurate? She's like, yeah, you know, I get home from work at 7 p.m. The only thing I can do is order food. And I said, okay, if, first of all, if you're going to change your gut health, that's going to have to change. Like I can't fix your gut. If you're eating at Arby's every night, you really, truly might as well not pay me if you're committed to that. But if we could get you cooking at home and cut your food budget in half, does that put money over here to work with us? And she was like, Oh. Yeah, probably. But then she, but she's like, but how, how do I do that? I don't have time to cook. And I'm like, that's, that's where we step in. That's where we'll yeah. help you. Um, but yeah, helping people understand that there is time, that there are finances, that there are options and that there is hope I think is the biggest thing. Cause most people who feel like they don't have time or they don't have the money they're they're actually hopeless. Like they feel like there's no hope. And the truth is there's a lot of hope. Um, and sometimes you just need someone with a different perspective to crack the door open at a different angle so you can see that crack of light.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, um. and you started to say it just as I was thinking, like, there is time and there is finances because we, t- we talked about all the time we spent scrolling on our phone, right? And yeah. I know a lot of uh, business coaches when, you know, when somebody is struggling to implement positive things into their business, one of the things that they might do is let's check where your screen time has been at the last week. And if it's, you know, over a certain threshold, it's like, could you imagine if you spent that 60 minutes doing something more productive than spending time on your phone? What could you have accomplished? And then on the finance side, it's it's repurposing of the funds, right? Like you just said, it's, it's not trying to come up with more, right? We're not trying to make more money out of the amount of money that somebody's making. We're trying to repurpose it. And we're yeah. trying to, you know, instead of spending it over here, let's spend it over here. And um, a lot of times you might end up spending less uh, yeah. making some of these changes. And then maybe you have, maybe you have a little bit more for some other exciting things going on a trip or, or whatever.
1: Yep, absolutely. And with this particular client, you know, this is probably an extreme example, but she's, she's in the pre-diabetes, you know, type two diabetes category. And so part of the conversation we had with her is like, do you understand how much insulin costs? Like, even if you, even if you have insurance, insulin can cost upwards of two grand a month. Like with insurance, (laughs) with insurance you can be spending two thousand dollars a month on your diabetes medication, or we can repurpose some money right now and learn how to eat better. And you you probably won't end up there anyway. Like like
0: my mortgage, yeah, and that's yeah, it's more than
1: my mortgage. I mean, yeah, we could have a whole conversation on, you know, like the poverty Mm -hmm. thing, and yeah, but but that's another piece is is understanding the future of your choices. Yes, eating organic is a little bit more expensive right now, but if that can prevent you from getting cancer. Or if you do get cancer, it grows more slowly and you can treat mm-hmm. it. That's like hundreds of thousands of dollars in difference.
0: Yeah. I like to use the phrase, how do, how do I say this? You'll either choose to pay for your wellness now, or you'll be forced to pay for your sickness later. Yep. Um, or sometimes I throw the word disease in there because, you know, sickness, disease, it's all basically the same. And I also, I like to live by this premise of like, I would prefer to have a really, really high quality, enjoyable life rather than a low quality hanging on by a thread, being kept alive by the medical system for, you know, an extra couple of years. I'd rather be super active, super healthy until the day that I can't be anymore than sitting around, you know, taking a bunch of medications and just stringing it along.
1: Yes. I say all the time, I don't need to live until I'm a hundred. But I want to live fully for all the years that I get.
0: Yeah, totally. I love I love the way that you put that. Live fully. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I think is true, and I think I think because of whether it was COVID or just the way that you know people are getting frustrated with the healthcare system, corporate America, a lot of people are going out starting their own business. Getting their hands in a lot of different pots, right? Doing a lot of different things. You mentioned like social media influencers and things. People are going out becoming entrepreneurs. I feel like more than than what I remember in um, growing up. Yeah. And one thing that I've learned hanging around more of those people is entrepreneurship and how far you're going to go in your business is usually like a reflection of how far you go from a personal development standpoint. And how much you grow and you invest in personal development, that ends up like being replicated into your business. And I think one thing that you talk about with people a lot is how in order for that to happen, in order for you to grow in your business and grow in other ways, you have to be taking care of yourself. Yes. So talk to us about that concept a little bit, because I know a lot of times the people that are super stressed out, busy entrepreneurs are also the ones who are sacrificing their health and their fitness and their wellness for the sake of growth or, or financial success in their business. So yeah. how do you have that conversation?
1: Oh man. So I'm literally the keynote speaker on this topic in November in Milwaukee. Um, I'm, I'm flying out to be the keynote speaker for this. Yeah. Pretty Cool. And I, I do some business coaching on the side, literally because of exactly what you said. Like, it's not my main business, but I take five clients at a time. So there are two studies that I think are fascinating and speak to this more than anything else. Number one is from Forbes, Forbes 2019. They did a five-year comprehensive study on CEOs. And they gave the CEOs a three-page wellness profile. This is not wellness of their business. It's not about their marketing plans or anything about this. This is about, do you walk? Do you meditate? Do you exercise? Do you cook home-cooked meals? That kind of stuff. The CEOs who um, scored in the top 10% of that had double the revenue and income growth compared to the bottom 90%. Ooh. Absolutely nuts. And the bottom 50%. So the CEOs who scored in the bottom 50% of that wellness profile over the course of five years lost money and about half of them went out of business. Amazing. And so the the results of that is the degree to which you take care of yourself is the degree of growth that your business is going to achieve. Like, bottom line. And nobody as an entrepreneur gets that. Like, well, I just have to check my email one more time. Or like, I just have to take this one more meeting. I just have to overpack my schedule. and blah, blah, blah. No, actually you don't. You're losing money by doing that. <laughs> um, and then the second one was a very similar study done by entrepreneur.com, um, published in entrepreneur.com. And that one was business leaders who self-report to focus too much on work, um, have 60% fewer employees reporting that they're happy at work. So people who self-report to, to take care of themselves, have 60% more employees reporting that they're happy at work and have two times the revenue growth year after year in a five year period from CEOs who self-report to, to focus too much on work. Like, wow. I think, I mean, those are so powerful for us as business owners and entrepreneurs who are so driven and we can, you know, we cancel our workout to go have a meeting with a client, etc. Yeah. Like that for me switched the whole script. Like actually me canceling my workout to go have this meeting with this potential client, I'm losing money by doing that. Um, And it's it's changed everything. Me working 60 hours a week equals a less profitable business than me working 40 hours a week or even 30 hours a week. And man, talk about people who have a hard time wrapping their head around that. Like normal people have a hard time exercising and working out. And I think entrepreneurs are, a hundred times worse <laughs> because we're so passionate about our businesses. Um, that, that, that inertia is, is even stronger, but, um, man, if you can wrap your head around that and you can find someone to help you find some work-life balance, your business is going to grow, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to have to go find those so that I can link those in the show notes for this. And, and I'm going to read those and honestly, probably bring them up to our team and into yeah. and clients, because we have a lot of clients in our practice that are Self-employed, or you know, own some type of business, or are highly involved in a business, and fall into that category. Shoot, I fall into that category all the time. Of trying to make places for clients when my schedule is really already full, and then I'm just sacrificing time doing something else. Whether it is, I try not to sacrifice the workouts because then I'm not very fun to be around. I'm much more fun to be around when I get my workouts in. But then I'm sacrificing, you know, time at home. Or probably the hardest thing for me is just sacrificing downtime. Yeah, because I don't program that in very often. So no, I think that's, that's amazing. And I think that piece will resonate with a lot of people that are listening to this show, because I think the people that are tuning in to listen to this are, you know, they're not satisfied with mediocrity or with being average, they are trying to find ways in whatever facet of life to just keep trying to move the needle forward. And we know we don't need to like climb the mountain overnight, but we want to keep moving forward. There might be little obstacles along the way. We might take a little dip here. But as long as the trend keeps moving in an upward and onward direction, that's I think the type of person that we have listening to this. And I think that's going to really hit home with them. Like yep. paying attention to taking care of yourself will help those other facets of your life kind of like fall in line.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, Great.
0: amazing. Well, uh, Hallie, I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch here, but, um, I want to make sure we wrap this up appropriately so that people can get in touch with you. If they have questions, of course, we'll put this stuff in the show notes, but like, what's the best way or the most, you know, simple way for someone to get in touch with you guys at live nourish if they would like to.
1: Yeah. So our website is the best place. So www.livenourished, L I V E N O U R I S H E D coaching.com, live And um, there's a contact form. You can click there to send us any questions. There's also a book now. You can schedule a free consult with us. We would love to help you get pointed in the right direction. Um, that's a great place to find out more about us. And then always our Instagram too, which is just Instagram at live coaching.
0: Awesome. Again, Hallie, thank you so much for joining me. This was awesome. I think we could talk for two, three hours and <laughs> um, just, you know, not run out of stuff. But for all of you guys that tune in to listen to this, thank you for spending your time with us on the code. Um, as you know, there'll be an episode out every single week. And um, if questions came up for you after this, please make sure you use the information to reach out to Hallie and the team at Live Nourish or post those for me so that we can potentially get her or one of our health coaches back on here for another episode and go through some of those questions for you guys. And, um, as you know, we are trying to up our reviews on this podcast. So if you've not already left one, we're trying to hit 200 five-star reviews. So please go leave one on Apple or Spotify or however you're listening to this. And, um, we'll catch you guys next time on another episode of the code. Thanks Alex.